0: Uh, I eat uh, in between talking yep. so you can just pull my
1: fader down so okay. I don't make any sound. Okay Good on. <laughs> Get in a Geek, we're talking, well, probably one of the biggest movies on our calendar this year. We're talking Solo, a Star Wars story. Mitch here, we got uh, Maddie Gibson joining me in the studio. Yo. And then it was going to be down the line, but you know what? Technology sucks. So we've gone back to the old analogue days of just calling up someone on a phone, but it is somewhat digital because it's a mobile phone. Dane McGurk, Interstate. G'day, mate.
0: Yes, hello, boys. It's uh, great to be here. Oh. And, um isn't it talking about phones as old technology? i have got one of the newest phones on the market yet. Uh... Can we not have
1: yeah. you on a show called Get Into Geek and where technology, <laughs> and we don't we don't know how to figure it out? Because that's the problem. Yeah. We've got an app. We dial you into the studio. It's all crystal clear. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It sounds broadcast quality. And bugger me if I could figure it out so we've got you on the old dug and bone mate so yeah on the phone, <laughs> which they didn't
0: have in Star Wars times they got little communicators
1: yeah so they're miles ahead of us but look okay we're gonna talk all spoilers here because already up on the channel if you've accidentally clicked on this and you haven't seen the film which you would never do Star Wars fans don't do that we already have a non-spoilers chat up on the podcasting channel you can go and check that out even if you have seen the film hey it's pretty interesting uh, I only said that because Maddie and I are already there Dane's joining us though <laughs> uh, for the full spoilers of Star Wars here, yeah. *Talking Solo*. Dane, you've actually seen it far more recently than us, which is good because Maddie and I uh, might have lost a few details of this movie to father memory, um, yep. father time rather. But uh, yeah, let's get into *Solo*, a Star Wars story. <sighs> I know that you did text me. This probably isn't a good, a fair way to start because it's going to be in a bit of a negative, but I want to bring it up because it's all in the name, Solo. Mm. And one of the things that I think it was Bob Iger, like the head of Disney, was being asked about this film months and months ago. And he was talking it up, and not so much as a creative of the Star Wars brand, but, you know, as the head of Disney trying to flog his own product. And he said, Oh, don't worry, you, you'll get to know where he got his name from. And the. The interviewer said, "Hang on, what do you mean? Is that not his? Is is Solo not his name? Is that an assigned name?" And he had to backtrack a bit. In a couple of days, A couple of weeks later, they come out and they said, "Well, I think I was misinterpreted. It's just, you'll find out why." It's like Bond. You'll find out why Bond is Bond. It's not because he got that name. And then bugger me if ten minutes into this film, Han, which is apparently, I guess we're go- we're supposed to go by, is his real name, gets assigned the name Solo. So not to start this this spoilers chat off on a negative. But I really didn't like that. I really didn't like that.
0: Me neither, mate. I was one of the first things I said to you. I was like, I was fine with him just being Han Solo, just that being his name and not having to get it from being an orphan or anything like that. Mm. Oh, sorry, my dog's just eating my sandwich off the bloody (laughs) counter. (laughs) I walked away for a minute and she bloody got up there and got my bloody (laughs) stinger. You dirty, go outside.
2: Come on, you. Sorry. See boys. now, you <laughs> don't get color like that in the studio. No, you don't.
1: And see, if we lose you later on, when we're talking about like the Chewy and Han meeting, and Dane doesn't have anything to say, it's because he's back at the fridge putting yeah. together another yeah. series. Yeah. <laughs> so the
0: whole the whole solo thing—you've uh, all seen the movie, because it's a spoilers review. He's like Han. He's like he goes through like a um, customs almost. He's like, "What's your name, Han? What's your last name? Don't have one. Oh, you buy yourself solo. I'm like, oh, it's so simple." And I've, I feel stupid for not thinking of that earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, uh, I could have, I'm okay without that sort of information, you know? I'm sure yeah. some people are like, oh, that's why it's called Han Solo. But I'm just like, you know what? I don't. Give to who the, oh, let's, let's that's wait how he got the, his
2: name. Let's wait
1: for the next movie. where We find out where the Skywalkers got the name Skywalker from. And yeah, like, like that really? seems like such like a more made up name, Skywalker. Obviously, mm. it is, but you're right. And only because it was on TV last night, maybe what they could have done. While I did, and I saw this movie with, with Lincoln and Maddie, and I know at least Lincoln wasn't mm. a fan of the uh solo title appearing Tron like mm. uh, in the sky above um. Corellia um, I, I did like how that looked it was, it was really cool you know in a dirty little yeah. you know, crime ridden town or whatever what they could have easily done especially off the off the feedback they got from the fans the backlash over the possibility that they might give Solo a name rather than that being his name from a year ago in post you just take that out that's a very e- that's, that's not got anything to do with the story you can easily take yeah. that out and you have that guy go okay blah 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 what's your name before he even says Han, and then him not say anything, and you build up, boom, solo. Yeah. It's about him. And I only thought of that because I was thinking, I was watching Avengers, the very first Avengers last night for the first time in a long time, and after the um, the attack on the S.H.I.E.L.D. base by Loki, rides away into the sunset with the, uh, with the Tesseract and all that, and yeah. uh, Maria Hill on the blower to um, Nick Fury, and she's like, what are we going to do? And he just sort of stares, and he goes, and it just says The Avengers, because that was the answer to his question was, let's call The Avengers. So I feel like that could have been an easy way to insert the title card, because it was basically a prelude scene anyway. Because once that scene ended, we pick up three years later. Like, it's such a tidbit of a thing, but in, in a movie that... Like no movie needs to happen, and this, but it's more so about: did we need to hear this story? Is you know, do we need to know the origin of every character, or is it more fun making it up in our own mind based off information we learn about Han Solo in episodes four, five, six, and even seven? But I went into this, and I was I was at least optimistic. I was hopeful, um, but that just really got me off from uh, from the get-go. Yeah. It was just a really, I don't know, put mm. off the issue.
2: It. The issue I really had with that scene is the fact that Han wanted to join the Empire in the first place. Mm. Like, it was teased out yeah. in A New Hope that Luke Skywalker wanted to go and join because that was, as a farm boy, that's kind of the only option he had to get off the farm. His friend, was it Biggs or whoever it was, was already there at the academy to learn, like, flight school or whatever. But I just feel like Han... Han's always been a hustler. Like he's like the, the vibe you get from Harrison Ford is that he's always known what the score is. He's always been a bit of a, you know, he's a used car salesman. He can talk his way out of anything. And I just, I just didn't buy that he would go and join the military and take orders. Mm. So even the fact that we jump three years and he's there and he's questioning his commander and all that sort of stuff. It's like, I I wouldn't have even seen him getting three weeks into you know yeah. taking orders from, from hats rather than three years. So I was just like... I don't know. He was kind of already like a, a rebel when he kind of, he broke he and Kira out of, you know, the the situation they were in on Corellia. So it's like.
0: Uh. And that was a throwaway thing too, Maddie, because he just goes, oh, I got kicked out of flight school for not following orders. You're like, well, what was the whole point of this whole thing? The three years later thing. Yeah, I would have rather seen him last three days and get kicked out of flight school <laughs> than three years later saying, like, this chance meeting of T- Tobias Beckett, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I agree with you on that one. It just made, I was like, mate, you don't, you're not a you're not a, a rule follower. You don't follow orders. You don't look the same. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Maddie, on that one. It was yeah. just not, not okay. The whole movie for me just felt like that. Mitch, you touched on that before. For me, I, I don't think this story needed to be made. They didn't need to do this movie. And I love that. I was okay in my mind how Han won the Millennium Falcon in that in the card game. I had that figured out in my head. Um, I had it figured out in my head how he did the Kessels run in 12 past six, you know what I mean? I had all that sort of in my mind. Was I curious to see it play out on the big screen? Yes and no, but not like it did. So for me, the whole movie wasn't necessary.
2: Yeah, it's almost like, it's what they say, the book version is always better. It's like leave some things to your imagination because however the individual imagines that thing happening is always going to be better than anything you can commit to film. Mm. So there's just <clears throat> certain little things like that. You just leave them as a little thing, as a little, you know, not everything has to be tied up in a perfect little bow. So it's like just, and I think some of the mystery around Han is what makes him so compelling, mm. you know? Yes, what?
0: yes,
1: exactly. You speak about the Kessel Run. I, um Obviously, this movie had to include that because this movie isn't a guaranteed success, So if you're going to tell a Han Solo story set before A New Hope, so well before he's telling the story about the Kessel Run, you have to show the Kessel Run because that's his claim to fame. What I did like that they did with it was explain what the hell a parsec was definitively because you got in, say, A New Hope, and he's like, this is the shit that made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. Now you hear that and you're thinking, time. For me, it it was a time thing. He's like, I've done that. Like, the Kessel Run is it's it's a it it feels like a, a distance you know it's a, it's a yeah. so it's a run yeah. so it's a length to travel it made it in less than this so it's me it's i went this distance in less than this time so parsec was it was a was a, a unit of time come episode two they're on tatooine anakin and padme they get the distress call from obi-wan who's on Cell, and padme punches it into the computer and says oh we're, we're less than 12 parsecs away from that planet. We're the closest people to go and help him. And it's like, well, hang on. That then makes it a unit of distance, parsecs, because you wouldn't go, oh, we're well, less and- than 12 hours away or we're less than 10 hours, whatever yeah. number she gave to it. So she made it about distance. So it's like, oh, hang on, Hans, what is it? Is well, it distance or in, time? And In it can't real world, be...
2: parsec is, is distance.
1: That's right, yeah. And so I've read yeah. that too. So in this, they actually made it, work for both but definitively said that it is a distance thing like mm. the, the Kessel Run is what, getting through that like space geostorm thing full of clutter mm. of, of meteors and, and broken ships that have died from the electrical storms and all that and that basically to get out you will have to cover 20 parsecs I said they said it'll, yeah, it'll take you at like least 20 parsecs to get and out, out and get around things like, it's, take the long way let, let's make it for us we're Australian it's 20 kilometres to get out there's no yeah. easier way basically Han being Han he's taken a shortcut he's done it in less than 12 kilometres he's found holes and gaps and places that no one ever knew before or they might have known about but they sure as shit weren't going to be game to do it yeah. so he's done yeah. it so I like that I like that we saw it I think for mine, it wasn't necessarily in my head canon whenever he talked about the Kessel Run, it wasn't so much of a, of of a maze. It was more of a... Not a race, but it was something more along the lines of an event or something yeah. rather than... Uh, a, an an unescapable maze or something, you know, but Yeah, the castle Kess- th- the Kessel Run sounds like something like a courier would do, like a courier makes the castle run. Yeah. You know, taking yeah. supplies. Hell it was something that Vin Diesel goes out into the desert and races the slips, <laughs> you know, that's 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 a, that's a space castle run. But at the same time I liked it looked very cool, you know, like that the fact that they're in space and then they just see boom, out of nowhere, there's a Star Destroyer mm. and there's TIE fighters flying at them and then they have to run away then there's mm. a giant space monster. There's like a uh, a gravity hole, I think they called it. it. was like essentially a black hole, but it was yeah. not a black hole, but it was sure as shit pulling a lot of shit through gravity. That was kind of cool. So I liked it in the end. That was a very fun moment in the movie. So I, yeah. didn't, I, I didn't mind that. Obviously, the other big thing about this is establishing the relationships and the two key ones, obviously being Lando, but more importantly... Chewbacca. and so you are going to say Kira there. Kira, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Don't even, um, oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Don't even start <laughs> on that garbage.
1: So, I guess what we've known about in the past, now I haven't read a lot of the canon books yet. I will definitely do that, but I haven't read a lot of them yet. But what we do know about them before this film is that Han did something to save Chewie and being a Wookiee in their culture, he then owes Han a life debt. He will hang around Han for the rest of Han's life. He owes that to him. So, we had to see that, Happen, and it probably wasn't as epic in a way, or as life-saving as what I assumed it was going to be. But it, it was mm. shit. You, <laughs> say what it was. No, I didn't shit. think it was shit, but it was just it was it was low key. It was like un- it was uneventful. I, honestly, I didn't hate yeah, it. it. It was, was just shit. it was it was uneventful, unmemorable. Really, if
2: they'd, if they'd hit on the the life debt part of it more in the movie, mm. I would have bought it more. But it kind of just was just like. And Chewie came along, yeah. and like they're just suddenly best friends because that's what Episode Four said. Mm. Um, well, yeah, maybe that's so...
0: exactly right. Maybe, maybe he's... Like, oh, we've got to put Chewbacca in this film, so let's. All right, so he can be this beast. I've never seen Chewbacca as a beast in my life, mm. and like all of a sudden he's this rancor type sort of creature we're expecting to see when he gets put in this pit, um, and then we see Chewie come out, and I'm just like oh, no, no. Is, this, is this legit? Is this how they're going to make the our two, two of our favourite heroes meet is like this? And the fact he just spoke a little Wookiee? Come I don't
1: mind that. It instantly takes It sounded out... ridiculous, like a human actually speaking Wookiee. <laughs> I kind of yeah. like... I did kind of like that. the fact they had subtitles and he was speaking broken Wookiee was kind of fun yeah. as well. But I'll I'm glad they, that... I was so glad they never gave... Like, even in that scene, please don't give Chewbacca subtitles like that yeah, they still right. just mm. had the, the same old trope that he says something and Han kind of repeats what he says in his answer. Mm. But it didn't yeah. instantly
2: take any, any peril out of that entire scene. Cause it's like, Oh, they're building up to, Oh, like, you know, Han's are going to survive when mm. they're going to throw him in this pit. But it's like, Oh, how's he going to defeat this massive, disgusting monster? And it's like, Oh, it's Chewy. They're going to mm. be fr- their best friends. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, and maybe, so no
1: one's going to get their ass handed to them in this scene. Okay. Maybe All because right. it was such a low-key event, maybe if Han never thought of it as something big, which he obviously didn't. Not neither of them referenced it. They didn't even reference anything of a life debt. it was just that Chewie was hanging around. But maybe if Chewie yep. like basically impl- in, you know imprinted on Han and was like, "Oh, I owe you a life debt." And he's like, "Dude, I just got, I'll get you out of a hole. It's not that big of a deal." And he's yeah. like, "No, no, no, no. That's a pretty big deal in my culture. Like, I'm going to have to hang around you forever now." And he was kind of like a bad smell for about 10 minutes like that. But yeah, it, it, like he was almost like getting in the way or yeah. something like that. It's like been... this movie really should have picked up after they were already friends in a way because yeah. they just yeah. really tried to squeeze so much into that first 15, 20 minutes. Because like you, you said about him joining the Empire, he was on the other side of that gate. Kira gets taken away and rather than look for a way off the ship, he goes up and signs up to the Empire. He goes, I can't wait. To, I need to get back to this planet, which he hasn't left yet. And the guy goes, well, you're not going to be back here for years. He goes, that's okay. It's going to be worth it. Like in his, in his own mind... He, he's, he's in a bit of peril. He's, he's not thinking clearly because his girlfriend mm. has been stolen away. He thinks, hang on, logically, okay, I'll go sign up with the Empire. I'll go and see a couple of tours for three years. Then I'll eventually I'll win my way back here because I'll go up the ranks. Like I, I it was. They wrote themselves into a place where they needed to then explain it really conveniently. I'm like, you didn't need to do that. You could have had him go and try and look for a way off. Yeah. He gets captured. Yep. It's like, no, no, you've got to work here. And then... For the next three years, when we catch up with him, we, we realise, no, his aim is always to still get back there. I think that would have yeah. done it just as, just as good, at least just as good, if, if not it maybe felt better. Like,
2: it felt like a poor man's version of uh, what they did in A New Hope, in that when we meet uh, Han in A New Hope, he's just trying to get a payday so he can go and pay what he owes to Jabba. Mm. And everything else yeah. keeps getting in the way. Everything mm. else is getting in the way, getting in the way. He's only there for his pay. He's only there for his pay. And then finally, at the end of the movie, he gets his pay, Leia... Shames him into taking his money and going. And then obviously off screen, he has that change of heart and comes back and helps save the day. Mm. So I kind of feel like they were trying to recreate that. And it's like, oh yeah, he's, he's trying to get to Kira. He's trying to get to Kira, but every all these other things keep getting in the way. Mm. But it's like, he wasn't really doing good things. He wasn't, you know, it, it just, it just. Felt like a poor recreation of that. So yeah. I was just I didn't really. And then we all we hear about from Kira is that oh she's done things, she's done things. We never see the things she's done. Mm. Yeah, she just talks about the things she's done, and I'm just like,
0: oh, I don't care. And now we get to look forward to the Kira
2: spin-off so they can explain
0: all of that. Yay! <laughs> I can't wait. But yeah, I, it's 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 funny. Like on that and on, on, on all those points, you know. Like I feel, I feel like. They wanted to explain a, 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 a um, what, are they, what are they called? A, a foundation story for Han, but then not really have a foundation story for him because we already know him so well, sort of a thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, it was
1: bizarre. I think it, it for me, I, I was going in just, ex- it's really just a business thing, really, because like you got Rogue One, it's like, hey, we're going to do spin-offs, Rogue One. Well, we're not going to create an entirely original story. And I'm, I mean, I, I like, I'm, out there I've, I've said it a bunch of times I like Rogue One so don't, I don't take this as being a negative I
0: like I liked Rogue One better than Han better
1: than Solo Yeah okay yeah, yeah I probably did over like as a as a movie but I think Rogue One but I think Solo was it was a more fun film like it was it was there to be more lighthearted but I might have liked Rogue One I don't know yet I'll have to see how it sits They also but... did
2: repeat their thing from Rogue One where everyone died it's like every single character that that Han meets from that
1: little gang Yeah all die. Yeah, really quickly too, like far quicker than I would have thought.
2: Why, who cares? Like, why are we investing in these characters if they're all going to be killed off?
1: You know, we've had four Star Wars movies in the last two and a half years, you know, since the Disney era took over uh, even, you know, a few years before that and they're going to, okay, we're going to make a new trilogy and also every other year we're going to have spin-offs. It's like, well, you can't just go and go, hey, we're going to go tell this Completely new story, completely new characters, everything's unrelated, and whack Star Wars onto it because we don't know whether people are going to pick it up. We'll tell Rogue One because it's 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 very much you know a, a feeder into a New Hope. Okay, well we're gonna maybe we should also if that doesn't work, let's have a spin-off ready to go that's about a familiar character, Solo. Because right now we still are, okay. The other day they said that James Mangold, director of Logan, is working on a Boba Fett movie. That's been rumoured for many years, and Josh Trank, who did Fantastic Four and Chronicle, he was working on that years ago, was probably going to come out now when Solo did. Some really great directors are on board. Oh, he's a good director. (laughs) You know, that movie was a piece of shit, but Chronicle's good. I really like Chronicle. Um, But they were always dead set on making it about these characters, and it's like, okay, well, we're going to make a spin-off about a story that you're familiar with with new characters, and then if that doesn't work, then at least we've got a movie ready to go that's about a familiar character in a story that you're not familiar with. And it's like, okay, cool, then we're going to see how those two line up, and then let's see what happens after that. Now, we do know now that Ryan Johnson, director of Last Jedi, is working on an entirely new trilogy that's really unconnected. We've got... uh, (laughs) Like the last Star Wars movie he did, (laughs) (laughs) pretty unconnected to the rest of the franchise. Benioff and Weiss, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, they're doing a new series of films. We don't know what that means, whether it's two, five, whatever. Um, As well, people are expecting that it's going to be um, Knights of the Old Republic, just because they do Game of Thrones. But... It's like now they're feeling a bit more comfortable about stretching out. But Han was probably for me. It was it was an obvious choice to go to. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Like I I came out of this and I I had a lot of fun watching this movie. But then I sat there and I thought, well, what do I think of it? And I'm like, yeah, I liked it. Would I tell someone to go watch it? Yes. Is it very memorable? And I was trying to think really, what's the movie about? And I'm like, it's not really about anything. Like nothing mm. nothing memorable, no. overly memorable. Really happens. There was some fun stuff in it. And again, black or white, I do like it. But it's yeah, it's it's not that. Anything in there is like, wow, one of the best Star Wars yeah. mo- nah. moments. That's it. It was, it was a bit of fun froth kind of thing.
2: I, I have to say, I think, and I, we mentioned this in the non-spoilers, is I think the performances were, were pretty good. Like, mm. he wasn't a bad Han yeah. Solo. Like, that wasn't bad. Um, the thing that got me the most is was the big gaping plot holes. Um, and the one that I we do, that I wanted to talk about that we, we mentioned in non-spoilers is when they're trying to sell this whole heist to Paul Bettany, he says, oh, well, I can't be any part of that because uh, you taking on whoever it is because I'm connected to them and that family can't know that I'm doing anything. And it's like, and then then Han's like, oh, well, okay, well, we'll be working for you and they'll never know that it's connected to you because we're not part of Crimson Dawn. We're a separate thing. So you've just contracted out to us and no one will ever know. And he's like, oh, that's a gratity. I'm totally sold. Here, take my very most important Lieutenant Kira with you, who is my (laughs) spokesperson. And I'm like... That totally defeats the entire thing they just set up of trying to like not trace it back to Paul Bettany's character, and I'm just yeah. like that was just to me that was the most glaring plot hole in the, in the whole thing, is Kira shouldn't have been there, like he shouldn't have sent her along. That was that goes against everything they'd set up in the start of that scene, mm. and so that sort of stuff aside, yeah, it's a bit of frothy, you know, silliness. Mm. Will I will I add it to my DVD collection? Probably not. Yeah, you know, maybe in ten or fifteen years, if I'm looking to really become a completionist, <laughs> but I haven't, yeah. added, I haven't added Rogue One, I haven't added, uh, actually, I haven't, I haven't added Last Jedi yet either. so yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm in no hurry to. So, Look, and
0: for for me as well, uh, was the fact um, these movies now, the anthology series, is that I, I liked Rogue One, Rogue One because I knew exactly where it sat in canon. I knew exactly what part of this universe. Say if you've only watched the movies, right? I'm talking you've read no books, no comics, haven't watched the the cartoon series or anything like that. You've just watched the six movies, seven movies, eight movies, right? <laughs> and then you've got – and then you go Rogue One, right? Okay, so this sits between episode three and – or whatever it is, like three and four, yeah, three which and is four. perfect, you know, which is great. And you know exactly where it sits. This one now, this, you're like, I mean, this is what I spoke to you about, Mitch. I was like, where does this bloody sit? Like, when is this happening – in the universe because of our friend who popped up at the end, Darth Maul. We haven't even touched on him yet. He <laughs> popped up at the very end of the film, which I heard was very, very secretive about filming. Apparently, it was a closed set uh, when they did film it to keep it super secret. Ray Park walked out, apparently, in full regalia. He got a standing ovation. But somehow, they said a closed set with only necessary crew, but they said it got out somehow that he was turning up. And then all of a sudden, everyone was on this downstage watching. Anyway, he popped up. And if you have no familiarity with any of the canon besides the movies, you've got no idea where the f*** this movie sits in the universe because Darth Maul pops up and, as far as you're concerned, he died at the hands of Qui-Gon Jinn in episode one.
2: No, so mate. you're like,
0: hang on a second. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. <laughs> if you don't have knowledge of that, though, Maddie, how do you know yeah. that, like, that he's alive still? You know what I mean? So that's I did it. that and I said to Mitch, I was like, what the f***? Why is Darth Maul here? He's dead. Where is this movie sitting in the universe?
2: Yeah, yeah. You you don't know that he died on Tatooine to the hands of Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, you know, you're missing out, mate.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. But say if you like, I only knew that because Mitch told me. I had no idea. And mm. say the regular Star Wars fan would only go see the movies. They're not going to buy Catalyst about Rogue One. Well, They're not going to read mean, the Han Solo. Even Lincoln, um, who's comic. you
2: know, who's as hardcore a Star Wars fan as any of us. Only just recently sort of got on board with Clone Wars and Rebels and all that sort of stuff. Mm. me I mean I've been watching them for years and, and that's why yeah uh, the movies like Rogue One and Han Solo as a as a extension to the movie universe to me uh, are nowhere near as good as Clone Wars or even Rebels. Mm. like I enjoy those. Mm. and if anything if you know say what you will about the, the the 90s trilogy of episodes one, two and three, the best thing to come out of those was the Clone Wars television series because it actually yeah. it makes that whole era, it fills in a lot of gaps and actually makes it really interesting and really expands on the universe. So, yeah, so these movies to me are just, for, for, for normal sort of just Star Wars moviegoers, they're this new thing where it's like, oh, we're doing things outside of the saga. And it's like, mm. well, you know, those of us who've been watching the cartoons for years, it's nothing new, it's nothing special. So to me, they're, they're doing this in a movie way that's less interesting and and of lesser interest and quality than this little cartoon that they've been knocking out for the last sort of eight or nine seasons. Mm. So, um, but Dane, yeah, you definitely have to get on board, uh, clone wars and, uh, the rebels cartoon.
1: Yeah, well, you just said, mate, when you were when we when we dialed you up, you were about to flick Netflix on and look for something to watch, mate. Hey, Clone Cl- Wars is Clone there? Clone Wars is on there. Get on board, and as if you next year, the end of next year, you're not going to sign up to the Disney streaming service where all this is going to be, yeah. mate. If I know one person, post- I'm
0: a foundation <laughs> member of that already. i I've already, I've already, I've already subscribed. I don't you're a board member, across, mate. I'm already on. Well, you're I'm, I'm the chief already creative already team.
2: I'll I'll set you up. The first two seasons of Clone Wars are a bit of a push. So, you know, you'll have to push through the first two seasons, but I'll just give you a couple little, a little, a little taste. Anakin Skywalker had a Padawan. Right. And you also get to see who trained Boba Fett to become a bounty hunter after his father was killed in episode two.
0: Interesting. See that. See, that. To me, is interesting, and I can't wait to see the movie on that on the big screen in a couple of yeah. in a couple and, of years' time when Boba Fett cuts his own anthology
2: movie. And the character that taught him how to be a um, bounty hunter is someone you've already seen on the big screen from uh, Episode One. Jaja Bing, thank My- <laughs> you. <laughs>
1: Damn it! You guessed it. <laughs> Can you, yeah, nothing, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Actually, at the end of Solo, me. can you imagine if that was the end of Solo where Kira goes and dials in to do a FaceTime with someone and it's Jar Jar Binks <laughs> in that <laughs> hood?
2: <They're so> scared.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's, he's
2: doing his best, Godfather, like yeah. stroking a cat yeah. with the blinds behind him
1: and just, yeah. Yeah, um,. Oh, on that, actually, I know that a lot of fans assumed it's a solo movie. Oh, we're going to get Boba Fett. We're going to get Jabba. I'm, I'm ha- more than happy we didn't get either of them. I would have um, liked Greedo. I would have liked a little Greedo somewhere. It would have been nice. Yeah,
0: maybe yeah, they Greedo had... would have been good. Yeah, I they actually... alluded to the huts enough, though. I reckon they, they yeah. teased, and they said boss.
1: They said Bosk a couple of times yeah. as well, remember? So Greedo would have been fun because then you would have had that moment when you rewatch and you hope that, oh, these guys not only know each other, they've worked together, like they've been teammates, but he's a hired gun. He's been hired to go and kill Han or take the money off him. Mm. And that hey man we're just going to do what the where the money's taken is that actually would have been a bit of fun but I'm glad about the Boba Fett thing because I kind of I I don't need them to be these lifelong rivals that have had things going on. No, I like God the idea no. that Boba has just been hired by Jabba to go on a bounty on yeah. yeah. He's there
2: for the paycheck, nothing else. And I'll
1: tell you what, I'm what a missed opportunity for me because we record this it's Monday uh, after the opening weekend of Solo. Uh, last Thursday, I had the opportunity to speak with Tamora Morrison, the uh, Kiwi actor who obviously was Django Fett uh, in yes. Attack of the Clones, and oh. therefore, and then he was in um, Revenge of the Sith as well as a couple of the, the clone troopers. But obviously, he is also technically, in a retroactive way, he is also Boba Fett because that's what Boba Fett looks like. Mm. Not that we've ever seen it. Now, yep. I, wanted, I was offered to him, the, I should give a quick plug, I haven't seen it yet, an Australian uh, sci-fi, an alien invasion movie called Occupation, uh, which he is a part of, it's coming out in a couple of months, and uh, I wish I would have got the chance to see it, but they offered me a chat, and um, I honestly, so much going on at work, I just, I could not make it work at all, and I thought it would be fun to talk to him because the guys that I work with here at my radio station, they know him as Jake from uh, Once Warriors. Oh, I love that movie. Uh, I yeah. predominantly know him as uh, Django Fett and my kids would know him as the king from Moana, who I probably <laughs> yeah. know him for that as well because I've seen that a hundred times in the last couple of months. So I was going to say, mate, you're cracking demographics, blah, blah, blah. And as it maybe is a bit of a closing question, you know, because I haven't seen this Australian film that he's making, so I'm going to have to fill up the time. I was going to say, hey, do you keep in touch with anyone at Disney? Is there any obviously Boba Fett stuff even coming back to do more voice work which he has done even ever since Revenge of the Sith he's done a lot of voice work is there anything there do you know of anything blah 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 and I just, I just couldn't make the, the chat happen bugger me if on Friday afternoon the day of being able to talk to him I had two opportunities I couldn't make work they announce James Mangold, director and writer of Logan, is working on a Boba Fett spinoff movie. And I'm like, well, he might not be a part of it, but goddamn it would have been a timely question, so I'm right. pissed off about that. But I'm bad, yeah, that, that Boba Fett wasn't a part of this, because and even extend on his own film, I don't give two shits about Boba Fett. I've never gotten a big deal about Boba Fett because, again, like you said, Dane, if you only work off the six films or, more appropriately, the three films, even the special edition ones where he's in A New Hope, where he wasn't before, he does nothing. Um, I'll pull out a Mm, screenshot. I actually saw someone uh, on uh, Twitter the other day make a really good point, and they were talking about it was obviously after the news of Boba Fett getting his own uh, his own movie. And they said, If Boba Fett gets a movie before Leia, I'm going to burn it all down. Leia was a political leader, spy, early member of the Rebel Alliance in her teens. Boba Fett was accidentally Ooh. bumped into a hole in the ground by a blind man as a setup for a burp joke. <laughs> now, that's probably simplifying parole Boba is... Fett a little bit more. That's but a mic drop right you there. You can't argue with that woman's logic. That She makes a great point. So... I'll watch the shit out of a Boba Fett movie and I'd Mm. love him to take his mask off and reveal that it's still Tamara Morrison the whole time. Mm. But at the same time, what made Boba Fett cool, even in the minuscule amount that I find him cool, the fact that he never spoke and that he never took his helmet off. And
0: he did a little sneaky nod, like, yes, here I am and there I go.
1: Yep. But what we're building, I guess, like you said, you were surprised with Darth Maul um, surviving yeah. um, post yeah. uh, Phantom Menace when you found out in Solo. Now, they've never actually properly confirmed it in the canon, but I think it's the expectation about Boba Fett movie is it's going to be set after Return of the Jedi that he actually got out of the Sarlacc pit, which, cool. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yeah, man. Which even sort of- even
2: Robot Chicken got on that years ago. They did a little skit where it's him just like just because they say you're going to be digested over the next thousand years. Yeah. So it takes it takes time, so there's, there's plenty of time to escape out of there. He's got a he's got a freaking rocket on his back. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm again, I feel like that's the only place this story should take place. Boba Fett is after the Sarlacc Pet Find out. A story we don't know, yeah. rather than again trying well, to squeeze it, it in, and, and that could make it yeah. interesting. Like he's about ba- he's a bounty hunter. He's not necessarily a bad guy. He was just working for a bad person at the time. He was a hired gun. Yeah, Clone Wars takes care of his motivations as a
2: child. It's yeah. like him learning to be a bounty hunter. Um He's got this like mad heart on for Mace Windu. He wants to get revenge on Mace Windu because Mace is the one yeah. who who killed Django. Like they've yeah. covered they've covered all that of him becoming a bounty hunter. It's been covered in the TV series. So yeah, it's like well, what else? Do you do, I mean, and unless it's just a weird sort of in-between episodes four and five or something like that, where it's just him just being a bounty hunter with Bosk and, and the toilet paper headed guy and that other IG-88 robot and stuff like them, them just going around being bounty hunters doing their own version of Deadpool or something. I don't know, but...
1: <laughs> that'd be fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, that'd be
0: more interesting to watch than trying to squeeze it into, like, and try to explain stuff, I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, he's not really, he's not a part of the saga. He's just this little, he was just hired by, like, and really, I mean, there was 10 other bounty hunters that were hired by um, Darth Vader mm. to go find Han. So I was like, he just happened to be the one that got lucky and followed some hunches and, and caught him. Mm. So it's like, for and all we know, friggin', uh Bosk and all those other guys, and Dangar and all those other guys are still out there <laughs> hunting around for Han. What are your thoughts on,
0: like, it would have been sort of cool to see... How Han we get introduced to Han in episode four? Obviously beneath the Millennium Falcon when Jabba comes up. It'd be sort of cool if this movie finished with that job, so we know like what bit more what Jabba was talking about there. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get your money, but yeah, I wonder what, I can, why. I, can... I wonder why the bounty built up on his head. Like I'm, I'm probably more curious of of that story. I can see than that, but then else. the hard
2: thing is you've got the different actors and it's like, then suddenly i like, I'm okay with uh by vow kid being, you know, young. <laughs> that's Hans. what he calls
1: Alden Ehrenreich, by the way. And yeah. I love it. I love it. By
2: vow. I'll never be able to pronounce his name. So he's just <laughs> by vowel. Like I bought him as, as a young Han Solo, but it's like the closer you get to uh, episode four, he's got to be Harrison Ford. Like he's you know, so to me, that's, that's the disc. But it, that is a more interesting story that, you know? Yeah. Well, for me, what they're doing
1: is it, they've made this, it's set, Almost midway between *Revenge of the Sith* and *A New Hope*, like it, it's it's ten yeah. years into the occupation by the Empire, but there's still a lot of time to go before we get to *A New Hope*. And I I was fine with that because even after three years, it still leaves a lot of years between um the the end of Solo and the start of a New Hope. I all I wanted this movie to end was a bit ambiguous, and we did get that. I wanted it to end in a way that. If this movie bombs and we never see another Han Solo movie again, then at least it makes sense that where he left Solo and began A New Hope, it fit. And it did. He was going to Tatooine because he wanted to chase some bounty. So it could mean that he goes and does one job for Jabba, or he hangs around Jabba and does 100 jobs between this movie and A New Hope. Or at the same time, it also sets up for a sequel so that we can make Solo 2 in three, four years' time and we see that job that he's gone to work for Jabba or it's five years down the track into his work with Jabba and that it just gives it a bit of breathing room. They're not tying themselves... Because this mm. whole movie is about tying itself to something, a period of time, and yeah. trying to work things in. That at least, if yes. it ends in a way that, if it bombs, well, we don't have to make a sequel to make something sense. Because now, Kira goes off and works for Darth Maul. We can pick that up in another movie. We don't necessarily need to pick that up in. Solo Does anyone cut- care two. about
0: her though? I don't care. I don't about necessarily well, care about um, her,
1: but I've got I've got an amazing fan
2: theory for you, then, Dane. What? Kira is Ray's mother. <laughs> dun dun dun. dun! dun! That's f- <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that just a fan theory?
2: Yeah, just a fan theory because you know. So
0: what does that mean? Darth Maul's the dad? Like, who...
2: <laughs>
1: oh my god! Uh, you
2: know,
0: no, I don't. I, I was ha- see, I was happy with that in the Last Jedi that Rey's a nobody. I think that's good. Who says she has to be a somebody? Yeah, oh, I think that's a great.
2: I think she's that's got a to great be a
0: lesson For all the kids out there that you can make something out of yourself if you're a nobody. That's what that lesson should be. Not that you have to have a name to be to be good at something. She's made herself mm-hmm. a Back Jedi from, from, from being a nothing or yeah. learning she's from nothing. And I think for the kids out there today that are, say, uh, 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 perhaps getting bullied or kids that are a little bit different, the fact that you don't have to have status or you don't have to have a famous last name, Mitch. You can attest to this. To be good at something, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like <laughs> making it real. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll tell I'll talk you about what. Tell you about your touch career. That's about all. Oh, absolutely, um, mate,
1: and, and a stellar career. You know what I, I mean?
0: Have. And I like that. So the fact that maybe Kira's her mum. or do they, Do we really need to know that? See, that's the, the thing. Do we? Do we need that
2: information? I'm only down for finding out who Ray's mother is. Is if she turns out she's a Kenobi? Like that's that's the only way I'm going to care who Rey's parents are. I mm. think.
0: No, no, that yeah, I I, I would too. But, well, I think the only reason yeah.
1: it it felt like a bit of a letdown in the Last Jedi is because Force Awakens made it something. If it wasn't yeah. a big deal in Force yeah. Awakens, then she the like oh, that, I'd love to find my parents, and then she finds out they're nobodies. That, well, you're a Jedi. Like ninety nine point nine percent of Jedi's don't have force sensitive parents because Jedi's yeah, aren't allowed yeah. to have. And the fact kids. that and the fact that
2: she is ten times more. Um, attuned to the Force and being able to ma- ma- manipulate the Force, then Anakin Skywalker, aka the Chosen One, made from Metachlorians, mm-hmm. who's like, made from the Force, she's got more powers than he does before he started his training. So, that's the only reason I feel like she's got to have some kind of lineage, but, but I digress. No. All in all
0: then, boys, Solo, will we see a sequel? And what do you think would be in that sequel?
2: Well... See, I've said um, poor Amelia Clark, great actress, great sort of performance and that sort of stuff, but she has this weird curse around her, whereas any time she jumps on board an existing franchise, she kills it. Uh, like she, like she did with Terminator, and what was the other one she was in? Let's not say
1: she killed Terminator. I mean the script killed. Well, Terminator Well, yeah, 5, but I just mean yeah. uh, unfortunately <laughs> she's unfortunately
2: she's the common denominator. Yeah, she's, yeah, I know. She's the Jackie O of um of. Uh, i was about to say it in the column, and Jackie O, a big brother. Yeah, that's it. Any, and if you look back, any TV show Jackie O's ever been on, she's killed. But, um, obviously, yeah, we need, if, if there is a, a sequel to this, obviously we've got to figure out what all these horrible things Keir has done, um, and where it fits yeah. into Maul and Crimson Dawn, which I'm going to have to go back and watch. I think probably season five of Clone Wars and stuff to see where he sits at that point, um, to see mm. where this, this movie actually then sits because of of what I know about Darth Maul between Clone Wars and, uh, Rebels, so yeah, I just mm, mm, uh, I don't know if I really want one. I'm happy to just mm. let it let it go away. Mitch, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's frothy. Um, you know.
1: why not? Where where we sit at the moment, it it's it's expected to make less than a hundred million dollar opening over in the U S for its opening weekend. Um, I know they they reshot like ninety percent of what had already been shot before uh, once they would fired the directors once they brought Ron Howard on. So mm. this movie cost a lot to. Uh, make the thing about Star Wars though; it's, they're not going to be worried about budgets because yeah. you know Jedi made a billion and a half, Force Awakens made yeah. two billion, Rogue One made a billion. Like, them they they're getting their money back and then some. So they could probably do even if you consider Han Solo and the end of things. It won't even be a loss. It just won't be a massive money maker for the yeah. uh, for the company. Oh,
2: there's other films out there that would love to make a hundred million. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not
1: going to stop them from making a sequel if they think that a sequel will work. You know, like yeah. So I don't. Know, that obviously, yeah, we'll be firing up with the Kira thing because that was obviously put there to show mm. why he doesn't trust people, why he was so heartbroken, and again, if we don't follow it up, it's like well, he goes up and meets mm-hmm. Leia, and he's like, nah, screw mm-hmm. women. You know. At which point, if
2: there is a sequel. What are they, if it's going to be a Solo trilogy, it's like, well, we, I feel like we've, we're kind of done with Solo. Solo and Chewie are they're done, they're mm. sorted, they're wrapped up, they're finished. So it's like, well, if, there yeah. is, if they turn into a trilogy, it's going to become the Kira trilogy. Well it could know? be Because I was going to say like Maybe That's ma- all they've left. Maybe if they don't
1: do Solo They are talking about Doing a Lando movie Because obviously um, Donald Glover He was very very good As Lando and, Yeah um, he was great partic- I know that again We're going into Deep canon stuff But they had a short Comic run about Lando And about his sort of I don't even know If it's about his smuggling But I haven't read it yet again But apparently Very very good From a Star Wars Hardcore Star Wars fans That I've read It's like no yeah. This fits well in the story Does well for his character And if they were to Build off that And it could be a my solo sequel he could feature han but in a in a, be, in a side role like lando was in that this that could
2: be an interesting trilogy of a solo film a lando film and say a kira film
0: yeah and that's it, a good idea for the a three of those Bang. two
2: just and take not taking place at the same time but taking place one after the other after the other mm. but each one expands on the next one obviously maybe lando being the third one because that might tie him into how he ends up becoming going from this shady you know, smuggler to the leader of a of a mining facility, you mm. know, a, a, a lead, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that could be an interesting little little trilogy there.
1: Yeah.
0: What if all three movies happen now? So you've seen this movie from Han's point of view. We see What if we see Kira's film from her point of view yeah, and then film from his point of view? <laughs>
2: I'm out, I'm out. If it all takes place overlapping, like, there, there's not enough there. So I'd be out, I'd be out. There needs to be more.
1: Yeah, yeah there is that. one
2: thing
0: I think we can all agree on about this movie. There is one question that we can all say yes, that is true. i mm-hmm. shot first.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, that that was the only reason that scene was there. It's just like here, argument over. Don't listen to what George Lucas says. Mm. This is what Han's all about. I think so. even George Lucas has recanted on it now yeah. as well. <laughs> He's so. like, huh. oh, I guess and a hundred million people around the world are disagreeing yeah. with me. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh that's our solo spoilers wrap. I'm sure we could probably talk about it for another two hours, longer than the actual film went on. We can talk about this <laughs> film. And look. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Mixed feelings across the board. I liked it. Didn't love a lot of stuff in it. But hey, it is here. Whatever slotted in amongst your rankings of star wars movies however you so uh you so please we won't uh, be talking about star wars again until the end of next year when episode nine comes out so i uh, look for some more information to come out about that over the next couple of months hopefully we'll get something uh in the meantime uh plenty of other movie reviews and they get into geek channel we've uh, had deadpool 2 and avengers infinity war in uh, just the last month as well i know dane you and i'll Definitely be back in a couple of weeks. Maddie probably too, to be talking about Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom.
0: Oh, cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't so sure on the trailers, but I tell you what, this last trailer made it look dark. It made it look scary. Have you seen the new one that's
1: got uh, Kira in it? Hello, what? hello. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's not in it, mate. She's sticking we clear of this. Uh, so we'll be back to talk about that uh, movie in just a couple of weeks' time. Uh, elsewhere, TV chats uh, with Maddie, myself, uh, Ben Terry talking all things superheroes. We've got to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gifted, and the DC Universe. Uh, elsewhere, Maddie and I on Get Into Gate, a separate podcast. We're talking about Stargate SG1. So uh, plenty of there to watch uh, your geek whistle. You can uh, check us out in the socials Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply search Get Into Geek myself come and chat to me about anything geek related anything we're doing here anything we should be doing mitch underscore lewis on twitter and instagram maddie where are you uh, at high pitch
2: maddie on twitter and instagram
1: and danos McGurkinos, where are you
2: i got two
0: separate ones, guys. One for Twitter, at Dane McGurk, and then Instagram, at Dane underscore McGurk. God, you're, you're welcome. You're
1: so complicated. You're such a complicated man. Because McGurk is so easy to spell as well. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> and I was just thinking, as I called you Danos McGurkinos, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, Over the phone things. line, I probably should have said it very clearly <laughs> what his actual last name is, so that if it's distorted on the phone and with the underscore there, people will at least be able to understand it. But no, no, yeah. you go the hard work. If you want to follow yeah. Dane, you go through the, uh, the rabbit yeah. hole of trying to find him. Jane McGurk,
2: M A G U R K. <laughs> hey, if I change my
0: handle, does that mean I lose all my followers? No, no. no. I just, oh.
2: um, Mitch just recently got me onto back onto Twitter after an account that I hadn't used in about eight years, and you know, I just, I just updated it to High Pitch Maddie. Not a problem.
0: Well, there you go. Well, that's what I'm going to do. And I've uh, got one last thing to say, boys, before I go. I don't feel so good.
1: Oh, oh. it's still too soon, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Get into geek.com.